Welkom iedereen bij deze eerste fancast van 2020. Allereerst onze beste wensen voor het nieuwe jaar en hopelijk nog veel luisterplezier. Bij ons vandaag hebben we Guy Mouya. Guy, welkom. We're going to do the interview in English for you is best. Can you please introduce yourself to us? Ja, um, Duik, ik ben Guy. Oh, you say English? Yes. Oh, no problem, I do oh, it in English. We can do it in, fl- nee, nee, do nee, it in nee, Flemish. Nee, that's good, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, I'm Guy Mouya. Um, I'm 36 years old. I'm the new manager of the Antwerp Giant. Uh, I mean, new. I've been doing this now for five months. It's not new anymore. Exactly. You were born in Kinshasa? Yes, I was born in Kinshasa in 1983. And I moved to Belgium in 1991, when I was eight years old. When you were eight years old. Yes. Do you have memories from how your childhood was in, in Kinshasa? I have a few sparks. Um, I have a not so good memory, so I don't remember much. Um, my dad, I know my dad moved first in 89 um, with a with a stu- student status mm-hmm. and the objective was to bring us uh, after which we did with my brother sister and uh, my mom we came to join him so no I, I can't I can't really remember much from from that yeah that part and how how did you how did the transition go to Belgium you said hey, your dad came first, and then the family came after. Yeah. Um, did you have any any um, points in Belgium that you had a connection to, or? or um, <coughs> my dad had few friends here in Belgium, and of course, Belgium, um, Congo is a Belgian mm-hmm. colony. Was a Belgian colony. Uh, so, so the connection Belgium Congo always been there. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what. That's why we chose Belgium. Um, and do you do you remember anything of coming to Belgium? Yes, 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 yes. That I remember uh, taking the plane Sabena. Sabena. Yeah, <laughs> I, that I remember very clearly. I remember when we got to the airport, we landed in uh, in France, in Paris, actually. And uh, my uh, my uncle, the younger brother of my father, uh, used to live there. So he came to pick us up, and then we drove, uh, we drove to um, to Liège, mm-hmm. where uh, where we grew up in uh, in Belgium. And that's still because you do the charity or you do charity games every two years. Uh, that's your connection with the charity game and Congo. Then, um, actually, behind the charity game, there is a there is a, a story. So it started in two thousand twelve. Um, where someone from um, Damien Axi, mm-hmm. Action Damien, mm-hmm. approached me because I wanted to run the 20 kilometers of Brussels and I had to be sponsored to do that, mm-hmm. in order to do that. Um, so I did an action at the game I was playing uh, in Liège at the moment and I did a a special action at one game to collect some money and someone from one responsible from the uh, from Damien Axi really liked it and asked me to become the ambassador of uh, Damien Axi for the next year so we um, we traveled to Kinshasa um, to visit some hospital and it was a, a great opportunity for me because that was the first time since I moved when I was eight 
to go back to Congo and have a chance to, to, to see it again. It was a great experience. And I also took the chance when I was there to go see where I grew up. And yeah, the, that neighborhood completely changed and uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember anything. It was kind of shocking for me to see where I grew up because from my memories, it was, it was not so bad, but the neighborhood really changed, not in, a, in the best way. So yeah, that was a great experience and I wanted to do more uh, after that, that trip. So in 2014, um, a friend that lives in Goma, mm -hmm. uh, he, had, uh, he started the basketball academy there and he asked me to be the ambassador. So I started to travel there every summer um, to, uh, to just inspire those young guys, those, those young kids my age, you know, tell them I became a professional basketball player in Belgium, eventually the the captain of the national team, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, hope is something very important and to see that in the eyes of those kids was really amazing. And it kind of fed me, I wanted to do more. And then I remember that summer when I went there and then uh, they inaugurated a court, a basketball court, and they named it after me. And I felt like I just had to do more than just show up there, show my face. So I started, I had this idea of um, doing the charity game uh, you know, trying to just gather all my friends that play basketball and play this game and have fans come and see it and trying to raise some money to kind of help them give something, um, something material that they could feel rather than just my smile, which is also important, like mm -hmm. I said before. So that's how this charity game started. That's the story of the charity game. So you went, you went back there after many years? Yeah. Not being there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so the first 212, let me count, I was 29. So mm -hmm. I moved to Belgium when I was 8, and then I was 29 when I went yeah. back there for the first time. I was 29. It's 20 it was years later. Yeah, yes. Quite a shock. Yeah, yeah, it was quite an experience. But it's inspiring that you can, that you, first of all, you do charity, and then if you come there and you see the people looking up to you, yeah. it can be very inspiring. Then. It is, it is. Like I said, I've really been fed by those by those trips, by those experiences with them, really. You, you still have a lot of relatives in... in uh uh, I do have, um, but but I'm not really in contact with them. Um, it's more my parents, so they filter uh, those contacts, because you can imagine it's, it's not easy there, and most of the time when you talk to them, it's just it's mostly to ask for mm -hmm. help. Yeah. So it's not... It's yeah. not um, a genius um, mm -hmm. relationship kind of um, yeah connection so my parents they filter that and I get news from my parents but I don't really really exchange with my um, with your relatives yeah, over there no. and the, the the charity thing that's something that's from a homegrown it's something that your parents rolled you into that that or is it it's something you did from yourself? No, it's for myself. It's, it's really my initiative um, together with a friend that, uh, that helped me create it, found, uh, that helped me create that um, small organization that mm -hmm. we have now. It's the charity game ISBL. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really my own initiative. It grew out of your basketball yes. experience. Yes. And how did you yourself get into basketball? So I started with soccer because first Bad of idea. all, <laughs> so because where my where I grew up, everyone was playing soccer. Mm 
my mom loves soccer, no football. And after three months, I had to stop because of the bad weather. I didn't like being outside in the cold, um, you know, under the rain. A friend at school told me he was playing inside sport, doing inside sport, playing basketball. And I went one time with him. I really liked it. I really liked it. And from there, I uh, kept, kept on playing. Kept I was playing. 11. You started at, at yes, 11? Yes, I was 11. And then you always started in, in uh, Liège? You, yes, you I was from in Liège. That was in Liège. <clears throat> and then your first experience as a pro player? So, so um, when I was 16, I started to get attention from people around basketball. And um, Franck Dubouc, back in the days, approached me to go to the, the Ajax school in Ostende. Mm -hmm. And then also Nick Shabavsevic in Pepinster, mm -hmm. they wanted to start like a youth academy. So because of the language, my parents wanted me to finish my education here in the, in the French side. It would mm -hmm. be easier for me. So I stayed, that, that was the reason why I stayed in, in uh, Liège, around Liège, and I started in Verdier-Pepinster back in the days, and that was my first professional experience there. And then you, you moved around a little bit in Belgium? Yes, yes. Uh, in Belgium, I played for Verde Pepinster, that doesn't exist anymore. Um, Liège, Mons, um, Brussels, Ostende, Ostende yeah. and now for Antwerp, but not as a player. Not as a player. After a few years, you felt you had interest coming out of Europe. You moved from the Belgian competition outside. How did you experience playing in, in Europe? Um, so that that feeling to play outside always been there. And when I started in Pepinster, uh, it was with a couple of other young, uh, very good talents, um, Axel Arvel, Sacha Masso. And then Axel went to, uh, to Spain and I had the ambition to do the same. It was kind of a goal to, to uh, to go pl play abroad, and then I had the chance at one point to go to Italy. Mm -hmm. It was not a great experience. Uh, and the year after, I played in Spain, in second division in Spain. That was a, an amazing experience. I really liked it. Unfortunately for me, the team bankrupt at the end of the year. And um, I stay after that, I stayed six months without the team because I wanted to stay abroad mm -hmm. and I couldn't find a a good opportunity and I changed three agents you know always promises and nothing was really coming and then eventually I came back to Belgium the, the team you played in Spain it was Burgos no oh yeah I did actually I did <laughs> yeah yeah I, I played a, a full season for Palma Aqua Marica and then while I was waiting for a full year contract I had to do a medical replacement um, in Burgos, I did play against them, and that was funny to go back now there with the team and to see all those guys. And I was surprised they even remembered me. <laughs> I was really surprised they remembered me, and I was really welcomed when we went back there. I mean, it was nice. Mm, they still, they, they have, they still had some uh, staff or uh, yes. directors that actually the sportive manager, the sportive director now in Burgos. He's the one, me and, me, me and him were in competition for the spot and they chose me over him to play. 
and now he's the yeah he's the manager there mm. it was funny to see him and talk about this so the two competition players yes meet yes, many years later yes, as yes, competition yes, managers exactly exactly <laughs> and yeah how were you as a player did you have did you have certain rituals as a player uh not really not really um I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I had any. Uh, were you addicted to a number? Like many, not, many players yeah, have, have a number where they, you see them, you see them move and you see them play always with a like. Lucas now playing 55, and then did you have like a, a short number that you said I, I really need? That I one? started with number four, and then I had to change and go to nine, and then I also play with number 12 at one point. So. No, it didn't really matter to me. So no, no pre-game rituals, no religiously number. No, <laughs> no, You're no. A sick player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. I really didn't have any any rituals. No. If I think about it now, I don't know if. Uh, uh, no, I didn't. I, I can't remember. Maybe I forgot. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Did I? No, I don't think I had any. You didn't take any shots in a certain certain order, or you didn't go to the locker room first and put your shoes. In. Okay, no, I liked the morning of the game. I liked to go and uh, and really uh, like get a shoot around the morning of the game. And whenever we would not do it, I would feel kind of less prepared. You know, mm -hmm. um, that I know is something that I, I kind of like to do. And do you have rituals now as a team manager? No, I don't. No, no, I have, uh, well, I mean, I have all bunch of things wrote on my phone and uh, I, I, I as, a, as a team manager now, I, I have sometimes this nightmare that I would forget <coughs> something, forget to take the jerseys, for example, forget. And I told, I told my wife, I told Julie, if I ever forget something, just be ready. Because I can call you anytime to come and join us and bring me something. Because it's, it's so much that you, you you have to think about that you know people don't realize. Mm -hmm. But it's so much that I have to think about to make sure everything is in order for for the team to perform. So um, yeah, it's, it's it's at times stressful. How did the transition go as a from a player? onto a managing because it's going to be a completely different way of life now eh? you used to go out and practice days yeah. after days and yes. now it's yes the thing is i kind of was prepared because first of all i um i went back to university the last two years i was i was i'm saying i was because i paused it for this year I still have one more year. Um, I was studying leadership and management, mm -hmm. uh, distant learning, um, to prepare for the transition for the future. So this is something I was already working on, my it's transition. Not, it's not over one day's eyes. No, 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 no. And then I've been doing things besides basketball also, like you've mentioned before, the charity game, mm -hmm. you know, it, it took a fair part of time to 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 manage that uh, my little foundation also i've been for many years a consultant for games for tv games so i've been always busy doing things 
a side basketball mm -hmm. to not just be limited as a player because mm -hmm. because the career is very short and and the hardest part is actually after basketball for many athletes it's, it's the after that's going to be the real real challenge mm -hmm. that's why the question um, how did you transition from a player because you don't do it your, your career ends today yeah. uh, I'm gonna be a manager tomorrow no of course you um, the thing is yeah I came I came uh, I came in office without knowing exactly who was my role you know what was expected for me okay you know in the big lines uh, maybe you know recruit the players negotiate but you, I've never done it before mm -hmm. so I and I had kind of no I had no experience not kind of I had no experience in that um I have to say Roger the president is really a mentor for me um is 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 there when I, whenever I have a question, whenever I need help, to give me guidance, but it also gives me a lot of freedom, and that's something that I really, really, I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. Coming, that's why I think I enjoy my job so much, and uh, I work day and night, and I think Julie can can confirm that I'm, I'm really into it because because uh, if I if if I don't succeed, it's, it's only going to be my fault. Mm -hmm. It's a hundred percent or nothing. Yes. Yeah. And how? Why this year? Why did you stop playing this year? Is there? Well, is because there the opportunity came this year, after the amazing season last year. Uh, Coach Wool and uh, Leo had mm -hmm. the opportunity to go to to Bamberg, and they did, and the 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 spot was open. <coughs> Chris contacted me and then after that we talked with Roger and then I also talked with my uh, employee at the time in Brussels, discussed with them about my future and we sat down and talked with Julie and we waited everything and then it was rationally clear that this was the best thing to do. The next step to do. Yes. But you, you were already intended to be your last game as a player? Uh, last year as a no, player? No, 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 I was waiting. I, I had a contract on the table. I was just waiting for some uh, paperwork mm -hmm. done to sign it. The contract was there. So if if Antwerp wouldn't approach you, you would you would have yeah, been playing with yeah, Brussels yeah, yeah, for I'll another year playing, or two yeah, years. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And why then Antwerp? Because you said eh, they contacted me. It was It was just a matter of the perfect opportunity yes. at this time. But yeah, the spot was open. Yeah. Rule and Leo left this year. So that this last summer. So mm -hmm. the spot was open last summer. Who knows if I would have said no to play one or two more years and then maybe somebody else take the spot. The opportunity And is then gone. when I'm finished playing, the opportunity is, is gone. Mm -hmm. And what was your link to Antwerp then? Because you never played in Antwerp. Yeah, I never played in Antwerp. My only link was Christophe. We played together in the national team for many years. And I've, I think Christophe wanted a staff where he could, where loyalty mm -hmm. was a very, very important value. You know, you, you, you see it, I guess, everywhere, but especially in sport, What's true today is not true tomorrow. 
you know, you can be the best player today and tomorrow you have a bad game and all the fans, they boo you. Mm-hmm. And this is our reality and we accept it. But to go through that, the bad times, you need to have loyal people around you. You know, we, we, we might lose two, three games. Well, we, we all need to stay together. Mm-hmm. And if you have someone in your staff that's going to start to talk left and right and go with there and talk this with the first one that's going to criticize your work. Well, so that's why Christophe, I think, won it by choosing Randy and myself. He wanted a loyal mm-hmm. and I, I hope, I guess, also competent staff around him, but loyalty was something, a value that really was, was very important. Especially in the first year when Definitely. you have to rebuild everything exactly. again, you want to do it with people. Exactly, exactly. It's, you know, it's, uh, everyone always going to compare to, especially after an amazing year like last year, and uh, it's legitimate from people to, to kind of still live on that and believe every year going to be the same and have those expectations. So, like I said, after this great season, Antwerp had, you know, after Antwerp, that last year was not the first year in the first division from Antwerp. They had many, many seasons before, but they would always compare to last year. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's okay. It's okay. And for us, it's a, it's a great challenge because we, we want to give that to the fans. Of Antwerp, mm-hmm. you know that's a, that's 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 a big challenge for us to to do the same in Europe as they did last year with the budget. When you see the other big club, big names, and big budget out there, it's a real challenge. But we 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 we, we want to give that to Antwerp. It's it's a great challenge for us. So so we embrace it and we try to do our best every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope everyone going to be patient enough until and evaluate us at the end of the season. Even though we sometimes in sport to rebuild, you need more than one season. I think Rule, what Rule did, he didn't do it on, on in one year. If you look at his career with Antwerp, I, I don't think he did that the first year in Antwerp. I don't think Rule went to the final four of the champ. I don't think he even played the Champions League. So. No, yeah. no. So, Last year was the first year we yeah, played Champions so, League. So, you know, but people forget that. No. So I hope everyone can be a little patient with Chris, with us. And um, we're working every day hard and we hope at the end something good can come out of that. Prizes, prizes are given on the finish line. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. I like that. <laughs> I will remember and that. Do you miss being a player? Um, to be honest, not really. You know, sometimes during a game, when I put on a shir- jersey and run on the court and say, look guys, this is... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm. Uh, honestly, I think mentally when I did the switch, I did it. I don't live in the past. That's something um, I can really do. Is when I move on, I move on. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a manager now. I'm not a player. It's it's not gonna bring nothing good to to talk about. I was a player. I want to play or this or that. I'm not a player anymore. I'm the manager now. So I need to behave like a manager. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't. I don't miss it. If I miss 
shooting, yeah, well, I go take the ball and I'm in the, I'm in the gym every day, so I take the ball and shoot a little bit, and I get tired so fast, so. <laughs> you still, you still, you still play a little bit. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Me and Coach Randy sometimes we take the ball and play a little with, bit with the boys. No, uh, actually, Dennis. The other day, Dennis challenged me to play one on one against him. I remember that for the end of the season, Dennis Donkor. Mm -hmm. We and him, we're gonna play one on one at the end of the season. He's when if he, because it would be stupid to get hurt. Yeah, that, of course. Yeah. It's going to be a public event. Do we? We can make. We can make. We can make it public. But he challenged me, and the only reason I didn't want to play is because he's a player very important for us, and that would be very stupid for him to get hurt during the season. But as soon as the season is over, I would personally text, call Dennis, call a few other players to come and witness that we're yeah. going to play. And I would practice a little bit too, because <laughs> <laughs> the condition. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you see yourself contribute to this team as a manager? What's what's well, your role? Like you said, manager. New? It says it itself uh, in the status manager. My role is to manage the team. So what I try to do is, we work with human being, uh, the players, and my job is to make their life the most easiest possible and trying to help them with everything they need outside the court. It's my job and coach is the one on the court taking care of everything. So um so yeah this is this is this is part of this is my job actually. Make sure everyone feels well, whatever they need, trying to fulfill that. And they're ready, mentally ready to play the game and focus on basketball. That's mm -hmm. that's That's my job. And maybe a difficult question, but how do you see yourself as added value to the team as the manager? You as, as your personality? Um, I've always... <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good that's question. A tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a good added value. My added value is that I would bring... Oh, I will repeat what Coach Christophe told me. He, he told me, Guy, please continue to bring that that good atmosphere, um, that positivism, um, that energy. And that's what I try to bring to the team. And is that a, is that a, a, a straight line between your job and the... Co you said, I'm doing the management and Christophe is doing the coaching. Mm. Do you, are you involved in, in We coaching and, and, because of course, of course. Okay, this is, this is on paper. This is your task, this is mm -hmm. my task. But we, like I said, we, we know each other, each other from before and we, we really work together. I would ask him for advice. I will consult him always for everything, for a lot of things. And he would do the same. You know, he would ask me sometimes, hey, what you think about this? And he gives me permission to sometimes also during the game, if I see something, I can talk to him. Mm. He gives me that permission. So it's really a great collaboration. It's a team. It's a, it's, a, team. it's a team. Yeah. It's a team. And how do you, what do you think of, of Antwerp? You know, you say hey, you're five, five months uh, in, in Antwerp in a team. Mm -hmm. How do you, what do you think of Antwerp as a city as, uh, and, as a, and for the team, as hey. the setup? 
The, you, you mean the team or the city? Both. What do you think of Antwerp as, as a team, as like a company where you work for? Oh, Antwerp is, is, is a very organized club. I think is, I think maybe the most organized club now uh, in, in Belgium. Uh, um, very, very structured. Um, that, I knew that before even coming here. They have a great training campus, training facility. It's it's the best. I've played in many many clubs in Belgium. It's the best. I think it's uh, unique. Yeah, it's unique to have that in Belgium, and we have that in Antwerp. Mm-hmm. Um, so that yes, that there is no doubt. The city Antwerp is is a great city. Um, they call it the Stad. The start. Stad. It's Stad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people around Belgium, they know, they know uh, Antwerp, they know. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great city. There is, I didn't have a chance. To be honest, I didn't really have, we're so busy with the European games, the cup games and the championship games that I didn't have much time uh, to, to really explore the city. But we, we are planning to, to do that with Julie uh, in the coming months when, when the European uh, competition going to be over and we're going to have less games. You're not living in Antwerp? No, no, no. I, live, I still live in Brussels, close to Laken. It, it's only 30 minute drive. Um, so, and there is never traffic on my direction in the morning and it's other direction in the evening. So, so this is pretty easy because I know Traffic is a problem in Antwerp, and people living in Antwerp sometimes take longer than me to get to wherever they want to get. So 30 minutes is, is really it's really okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you have some? You didn't explore much in Antwerp yet, but do you have a special place in Antwerp or not yet? I don't have, but Julie, she has already a list she made, so I would just follow her. It's the mayor. It's called the mayor. Ah, uh, voilà. <laughs> it's the shopping street. Ah, uh, voilà. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, to close the interview, he, what are your goals for this season? You said uh, we want to be, you want to be big this time yeah. in the in the in the competition again. Yeah. Um, what are your goals for this season with the team? What are your goals in life after for a few years? Okay. The goal, my goal with the team is obviously, of course, be champion be champion again and again uh, not again be champion and again win the cup win the cup voilà those are the two objectives that we have and we need to be ambitious mm-hmm. um, my goal in life is to just be a, a good man a better man every day that's all I strive for um, yeah and do you, do you have professional goals in life that you uh, say I, I, what things do you want to achieve Not really. I really go step by step. I take one challenge at a time. Uh, right now, I'm the I'm the manager for Antwerp Giants, and I will try to do it uh, the best I can. And then, um, and whatever experience I'm going to take from from this, um, I will use it in, in my next challenge. Okay. Yeah. Then I can only say thank you for the interview. Thank you. I wish you the best of luck this season in your job, in the club, and for the rest of your life. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me. Voilà, dat was het voor vandaag. 
Hopelijk hebben jullie ervan genoten en kunnen we jullie verwachten voor de volgende uh, fancast. Dank u wel en tot de volgende. Ja.